welcome to the Dragonheart Ascension podcast with Sonia, where we mediate for innovative quantum solutions as the Dragonheart Light Council in preparation for Mother Gaia and humanity's ascension in 2029. Would anyone like to share their week before we get going? We both have been in a period of trying new things out in terms of timing and lifestyle. It's interesting what it's revealing for me. We're going to bed much earlier than we used to. And we're getting up between three and five in the morning. I kind of like that, actually. That's the time I used to go to bed. (laughs) Uh, I know. We're both naturally night owls. (laughs) However, for me anyway, it really works because I get a whole lot done before my official day even begins. But I'm finding out more and more things about my ability or lack of to concentrate, to focus. A lot of inner disciplines are making themselves even more known to me where I'm at than before. So it's a very expansive and non-flattering time in my life. (laughs) Although this morning it was cool. I teach that one of the most important words is focus, which is one of the things that I have difficulty with. So when I was meditating, I was really just focusing on concentration and focus. And then all of a sudden it came to me to start shifting my concentration and my focus to other times. And all of a sudden I started having a bit of an image from an ancient Greek lifetime. It was a little bit of a wheel, a cart, but there were other things. And it seems really obvious to me. That's something that as the ability to really concentrate and focus increases that you can do. The quantum traveling is just not that big a deal once you've developed that discipline. But for now, there was an actual image of my ability to focus and concentrate, which looked like you're flying in the middle of heavy clouds. You can't really see anything specific. It's just clouds. That's where this morning my level of focus was, perhaps... In the next session, I can report that I saw some sunlight coming through them. We'll see. That's what I got. Chrissy, anything you'd like to share? Sure. I came across a good number of really beautiful, amazing seashells that I've never come across before. So I'm excited to get to know those shells and just learn what they are. I feel much like with plants and crystals. I just want to know what everything is and I want to know all the qualities that they hold. I look forward to getting to know them. So that's just been just a beautiful, unexpected gift. And the week prior, I think it was Thursday, probably the day after we met last, my grandma passed away. So this past Saturday, we had a service for her in her home and full of things that I remember from my childhood as I'm looking around at the same paintings and drawings and pictures and stuff that she has up on the wall. There's a huge paint. I remember it always being there, but now in my adult eyes, I took time to read the little placard and it's a picture of a mountain and it's Mount Shasta. 
So then I was like, wow, I remember looking at this. It's by an artist named Robert Wood. Then I noticed that in the dining room, there was a smaller rectangle painting of a mountain that had the sunset behind it and two little waterfalls in front of it. And it also said Mount Shasta on it. So I've put in my bid and my request for one of those two. It seems appropriate that you should have Mount Shasta in your house since you're working with the Mount Shasta energy all the time. <laughs> it's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, these are my paintings. Yeah. Well, we'll see if they both come this way or one of them, but I'm open to either. I put a preference for the smaller one, but happy to take either or both. Right. Yeah. Totally made me think of y'all. Yeah. And it was a nice little nudge because it was different walking into her home, walking into her gardens and walking on the little brick retainer wall like I did when I was a kid and just reflecting at my 43 years of age and the fact that wow this chapter is complete it's just wild it's just been an interesting reflective time as I'm sure y'all know or can assume otherwise still just flowing right along and feeling grateful for all of it that unfolds and doing my best to stay focused on my stewardship of it all. I felt it when my grandmother died. I wasn't close to my grandmother at all, but when she died, it really impacted me. I felt like I was connecting to a, a whole lineage of the feminine. It was very deep for me. And I was very surprised because we were not close at all, but I really felt it even more than when my mom passed away. But for me, I've been working on stewardship of my body. So I've been working with the Oren therapy and found it was very intense, too intense for me. It was just too much cleansing. So I had to really back off. So I'm just doing body massages with it, mouthwashes and bathing. Then maybe in 2015 or 16, I decided that I wanted to go to Shambhala. <laughs> <laughs> so in my dreams, I take myself to the mountain, to the foot of Shambhala, and I'm starting to walk up the path. And this old man greets me and says, you can't go up there. I said, why not? Because it's a long trail and you'll get lost. And I'm like, that's okay. That's where I want to go. <laughs> I was so insistent. He says, okay, I will guide you up there. So I said, okay. So I get up there and there's this ranch style setting and a whole 360 view before I know it, they start testing me and I'm, oh good, this is what I wanted. And I failed the first test. I'm, oh my gosh, I thought I was so much further along than this. I immediately from the first test on, I was in soup. I was, this is not going well. <laughs> and so I don't remember too much after that, other than I always connect to my Shambhala teachings when I go to sleep. That's part of my intention. The last few nights they're testing me again in the first test. I'm given all these yoga postures to do, and they're really hard postures. And I'm in there with a group of people and no one's doing it. We're all having difficulty with it. So I connect into my heart and into my body space and really go deep. And all of a sudden I'm levitating, but I'm like doing all these things that I couldn't do before. And so I was the only one who passed the test because I went there. <laughs> and then the next test, there was a whole set of markers that were marked with light grids. And no one was seeing the markers except for me because I was penetrating the form. I was using my gazing techniques to penetrate the form so that I could go in and see 
beyond the form. Everyone was distracted by the outer image and I was going into the image and I found the markers right away. And as soon as I pointed them out, then everyone else could see them. But again, I passed the test. I was like, all right. The third test, we were asked to look at some objects. Again, I used my gazing technique to go into the objects. And as I was gazing at them, it turned into a lion cub and then it turned into a crocodile. And then I don't know what happened next, but I apparently passed the test when I did that. When I woke up, I'm like, what's all this testing about? The conclusion I came to is that the point of the lesson was to demonstrate that through the technical, the test could all be solved. However, using the power of the intuitive and gazing, you could get there a lot quicker. It's like math. All the answers can be obtained through math or through the technical. I watched this movie the other night where this guy was a math genius. He had some learning disabilities and it really somehow kicked off his math abilities. And he was going to an Olympics for math in China. He was very timid and shy and didn't have confidence in himself, especially around all these other people, because now he wasn't the special kid. He was like the normal kid because everyone else was brilliant besides him. They asked him to do several problems and he refused to do it because he was so shy. The teacher pulled him aside and says, you're brilliant, he says, but you make things too complicated. It's much simpler than that. And so they gave him a test where he had to work with face cards and non-face cards. How did they cancel each other out? So he did this whole mathematical formula on the board that showed how he changed each card from one to zero. And from one to zero, he saw the patterns and then he showed the patterns and how eventually they canceled each other out. So it was really quite beautiful. This kind of reminded me what they were doing to me. They were showing me, here's the technical, here's 3D illusion. The problems can be readily solved if you just go in. So I felt like it was reflecting the Christ Codes book because the Christ Codes book was written for the intellectual mind. Yet in the book, it's showing you how to access the intuitive and access the world beyond the illusion, go into the form and see what's inside of the form rather than what's supposedly being portrayed to us because that's the illusion. But when you go inside, you actually find the truth. I was contemplating what to do today. We're going to work with the codes and actually do some of the stuff that I was doing in my dreams. And I was getting to work with the Christ dragon codes and to actually work specifically with the code of TA, spelled T-A-U. The word itself is like a miniature spaceship. So we are putting our triad energies together today to create a little space pod working with the sound of TA. (laughs) A works with the element of fire at the heart chakra. U represents the element of water at the sacral chakra. T is a consonant and it represents truth and trust. To get to the truth, you have to trust what's coming. (laughs) Fire and water are the elements of birth. When we put those together, we are actually creating a little space pod for us to travel in today. So I thought that would be an interesting exploration for us and see what kind of information comes through for us. The council's journey. All right. How did that go? Well, a lot happened while you were gone. <laughs> Indeed. Tell us what happened. When you were talking about Tasaf, I started having a feeling of being by a marina with several boats docked. 
when you mentioned to notice where the tasaf goes in the body, mine went to just below my throat. And later, I think it was with the DNA codes, I felt it directly in my throat. When I started envisioning the ta boat, it felt strong amidst an active ocean. It feels like this boat, three of us are being tested big time and or will be quite soon. Excuse me. Again, I had a picture of our boat, some stormy seas, holding steady for ourselves and others, though being tried consistently. In fact, I started to have a lot of pressure in my head, almost a headache. Even before we began, I started to go into a quasi-dream state, which remained through the meditation. I should say, merging the two of these is something that I've been actively involved with learning how to do. Dream and waking state, combining them. So... That's all I got. Beautiful. Love it. Yeah. Really good. So I have some more poetry for us today. This first one is called Rascal. And again, obviously just rough, haven't revised, but this is what came through, right? If you're a rascal, then I'm not worried. I can take my time with no need to hurry. Patiently, I'll sit and wait, knowing that for this, you can never be late. I'll hold this space for us both, you see. No need for you to do other than be. Along this path, you'll quickly find what it means to be alive and free. That one goes out to all the rascals in the world. (laughs) This next one's called Receive. Expose your heart, I dare say, bear it bravely on display. It's risky, perhaps, yet maybe not. How else is it found if not shown this way? You hide it, yes, to keep it safe, not realizing that when hidden from view, you stop exposure. Well, that's true. You also stop your receiving, too. Well, love it. And this last one's called B, like B-E. I hold you in the palm of my hand. From here, I see the entire plan. From start to finish, all in full view, and I see there's nothing more to do. Be still and breathe and know your truth. Move and speak and be lived through. I'll have to text you this last one when that last comes through. Okay. That's great. I love it. And I felt the sounds in my heart and in my sacral chakra. So don't know if that was my conjuring subconscious mind connecting to my logical mind, the information that you shared prior, or if that just resonates there, because that's what it's all about. But that's where I felt it. I think mine embodies both of yours. So while speaking the codes, I felt the toss sound vibrating in the upper part of my body and the soft sound vibrating in the lower part of my body. Soft represents sovereignty. So that made a lot of sense to me. And then the same held true for the DNA codes. They felt the same with the ta numbers, the upper body vibrating, soft, the lower body. Specifically, I felt the ta sound more in my high heart, like moving up from the high heart and the 
soft moving down from the sacral into my root. As the U symbol, I started feeling myself as the U and feeling myself as a vessel that is holding a deep sound within me. I started feeling the energy of the sound itself as I was speaking it. I'm sensing the ocean depths and the sound of whales vibrating within this vessel. Above me, I am hearing high-pitched sounds of dolphins singing. I'm feeling deep emotions present from all forms, speaking through one voice through the depths of Mother Earth. The energy is pulling me down, not in a negative or sad way, but a very deep feeling, much like when I am entering deep space when I travel through a wormhole. These spaces are not separate, but one and the same. Each is a doorway or vortex into the other. They are like twins or two faces of the same coin. The space can easily be accessed through my womb, which is also part of this space. The womb of creation where what is above is sent down for manifestation into physical form below. I am now connecting to A above me. The capstone over my vessel, which gives me clear sight and warms the cool waters of the deep through the love of my heart. The bottom part of the A is like a set of oars on the side of my vessel, which I now see as a ship. We travel together and are guided northward by the T, which gives us balance. It also holds the feminine on one side and the masculine on the other. Yet we are one in focus and direction as a whole integrated body or being. We are now a spaceship flying into the cosmos, heading home to Divine Mother Sophia, who is also present below in our deep waters. I'm now hearing the deep sounds and high sounds together as a symphony that propels our vessel, the spaceship and the watership, for they are one. <laughs> that was what I got. So I see both of you in my experience. Yeah, with the being at the marina. So the last thing that came through for me was inspired from what Bennett was sharing, obviously, because that's when it came through. So I'll share it because it can still fit. This one's called Born, B-O-R-N. You cease to fear the rocking boat when you know how to walk on water. You cease to fear the storm and fire when you know that's the energy from which you're born. That also brings me back to the fire and water and birth energy. Yeah, that's great. That one wasn't so rainy, rainy. Free form. Yes, sometimes that happens. Well, it's interesting to see how collectively and individually we're being worked upon when we're together like this. It feels to me like it's the energy however you want to describe it that's working with us or working on us is really going into various nooks and crannies it's not as unidirectional as you may have thought when we started okay i'm going to give information to go out there and use our gifts and help serve in a specific way it feels to me more like that happens sometimes but also that we're being prepared individually and cumulatively by the power of the three to advance to places where our input is more significant or has more 
weight, if you will. I feel like today going into the codes is like unpacking, you might say, the knowledge that they hold within us and also outside of us. We're all one, but it's like going into these energetics and having them reveal what their secrets are, you might say. That's what it felt like to me. Cool. I feel that it's all very loving and like these poems feel like words that are spoken to me from my heart. And I feel like the word saying them out loud is a prayer that I'm sending out to the world. And that's what I feel like we're doing. So it is about us. It's not about us. Yeah. It's coming to us. It's coming through us. And of course we can't have one without the other. And I think that's cool. Thank you too. Beautiful. It's so much better than what I ever dream up. You know what I'm saying? I have my idea of how things may look and then they obviously come out much better when we actually get here. <laughs> Just like all fine art, we have one idea and then in the end we create exactly what we're aiming for and it looks nothing like what we thought it would. <laughs> exactly. And always better. Always better for sure. I like to give gratitude to both of you for exploring the Christ Dragon Codes with me today and for all the beings who were present holding space with us. We thank you. We thank the elements of fire and water and truth and sovereignty and trust for being here and rocking our boats and <laughs> inspiring us to be creative today. We send all this creativity out into the world to stimulate other minds and hearts to be all they can be and to bless Mother Earth and all life. So I'm closing the sacred circle and sending all of you my love. And so it is. Your financial support funds the ongoing creation of books, videos, podcasts, and tools to educate, inform, and inspire your participation as a revolutionary change maker for the new earth. 